0: Welcome to Try Not to Blink, a podcast about the ups and downs, ins and outs, news, tips, and tricks of those who live the optometry lifestyle. We'd like to thank the amazing people at Valley Contacts who have made this podcast possible, makers of stellar gas permeable lenses and the oh-so-incredible custom-stable scleral lens. In case you're wondering, I'm on the East Coast. My name is Dr. James Diem, and I am joined by my talented co-host, rep in the West Coast, Dr. Roya Habibi. What's up?
1: We put on a, we're trying to do our best to adapt for you all. And just as we all are in the the uh, the time of adapting, what better than adapting to COVID in eye care? And so being that we talk about all the news tips and tricks and the lifestyle ad- adaptations of optometry, why not put that applicable to us and try not to blink? All right. So just as a reminder to everyone, we have Moshe Mendelson on again. He is the co-founder and the chief medical officer for Live, And we wanted to just to go over a couple more sort of logistics slash billing slash implementation questions with him. And um, considering Jimmy is a practice owner and has the ability to adapt quickly, he I'm gonna let him lead this convo.
0: So uh, I wanted to know, and we spoke a little bit on our last recording about the um, things that you should look for in a platform. And so I'd like to hear from you, what are some of the things that you should look for in a platform?
2: Uh, I think that the platform needs to be HIPAA compliant, even though these days you know that that has been lifted. When the virus is done and over with, the HIPAA compliance will be again important. I think that the uh, platform should be uh, registered with the FDA, and uh, uh, up to all standard, and vetted by third-party uh, bodies like universities that certify that this is up to our standard.
0: Okay, and then um, let's talk about you know implementation. I mean, you are co-founder of iCare Live. You know, I, I I'm a practice owner. I want to get this going tomorrow. Uh, you know all joking aside serious so what 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 is what do I need to do what do our listeners need to do to, to get this going we heard in our last recording dr. Karpecki and, and dr. Gelli saying you know this is really at the top of you know the game as far as eye care um, uh, telemedicine options uh, are so how do I do it what do I need to do to get rolling
2: sure it's pretty simple and um, all you need to do is to contact I care live and um, one of our representative is going to contact you. They're going to ask you for some credential information. We want to know your NPI. We want to know that you're a real doctor. We don't want any bad actors to, to join the platform and act as doctors. We are going to verify your license, and then we're going to onboard you. There'll be a couple of sessions where we're going to handhold you and work you through the various uh, capabilities of the platform, and then let you work with it for a week, and then do another follow-up a week later, because you probably have more questions. So that's the side for the doctor. With respect to the patient, pretty straightforward. You go to the app store, and you download the app for free. Uh, you have to fill in your name, so uh, credit card information, insurance card information, the state uh, where you reside, because we don't want to practice beyond state lines. And that's pretty much it.
1: When you you so, just kind of alluded to state lines, different states have different requirements, and I believe right now that's all kind of wishy washy because of what's going on in current care, but what are some general recommendations you can give? I know this is a very, again, general comment, but what do you have to say about that? I'm gonna link for everyone the state-by-state rules that have been in place, but what do you kinda have to say about that?
2: Um, obviously we're not supposed to practice beyond state lines and you need to check with your state board the specific uh, guidelines for your state. Uh, in addition to that, with respect to payment, uh, I know, again, now everything is relaxed, but during normal times, you have to make sure that telemedicine is a covered service in your state by commercial insurance. And then make sure that the patients understand that they are still responsible if for some reason uh, they don't have coverage for telemedicine, they are ultimately responsible for this visit.
1: Do most per, uh, offices that are using your services, do most people bill for the insurance for the patient, or do some people go private and then have them bill for it? Like, what's most people's practice? I
2: I believe that if you are a provider for a certain insurance, you're obligated to bill on behalf of the patient. So the standard is very similar to the brick and mortar operation. If a patient comes to me at my physical office, I'll bill on their behalf, and then we'll get an EOB, the patient gets an EOB, and we take it from there. Patients who don't have insurance, uh, we see them on a private-pay basis, and they basically pay us. Uh, one of the things that we capture is the credit card information. So the conclusion of the visit, uh, if we felt that we provided service and the patient benefit from it, uh, we, do, we do charge their credit card, which is stored in our server.
0: If there is a deductible that is uh, the patient's responsibility, would that be billed also?
2: Yes. Yeah, so what I know is when I uh, when I see the patient, usually we ask for a photo of the insurance card, and we can see what the copay is. So we can go ahead and build the copay right there and there from our platform as we see the patient, and then our billing office will, will send a you know claim to the insurance company. Then we'll get the AUB and we'll go from there. So, so very similar to the so brick and mortar office.
0: You're the one who asks. So like, I, just walk. walk me through this so you know i okay i'm i let's say i want to do this okay i get you my information
2: you call me back what's the next step Uh, we are going to onboard you once we verify your credentials make sure that you're a doctor you're licensed in your state okay so once you've
0: identified that
2: yes we're going to have a session and we basically upload the platform onto your computer okay um, and then it's Web, it's uh, cloud based, so you can log from any device at home as well. Mac? And, and you're good PC. to go. Uh-huh. Yep, I'm doing all my encounters from the Mac. And then, okay. of course, we'll walk you through the various uh, components. We'll teach you how to use the app, the platform. We'll teach you how to create a schedule. Um, we'll teach you the various, uh, you know, opportunities that you can manage through the platform whether it's a contact lens you know a patient whether it's a dry eye patient whether it's a myopia management patient we have the tools to monitor all these conditions and does it
0: you- communicate with emrs or is it its own emr
2: it's a mini emr but we are also integrated with the crystal and CompuLink systems at this time
0: mm,
2: okay cool but it's again it's a self-contained emr if you will
0: Okay. And now then the next question that, you know, of course, everybody wants to know is, you know, is there a fee? And so I, I understand, you know, you may not be able to disclose all of that. Um, but, you know, again, I'm a doctor, I'm looking to implement something like this. So I imagine, you know, there's going to be some sort of cost, uh, yes. just like with EMRs. But yes. what, what does that look like?
2: So at this point, we are waiving all the onboarding fees that usually run between three and seven hundred dollars, depending on the size. And then for the first six months, it's about ninety-nine dollars, I believe, about a hundred dollars per month. And after six months, it goes to one forty-nine per month, unlimited use. So you can see as many patients as you want. Um, with the way we get paid now by Medicare and commercial insurance companies, if we saw two between two and three patients, we pay for it.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Okay. And then how about per provider? Is that per provider, per office or per... It's a per provider. Per provider. Okay. Yes. So each provider would have a unique like login or... Yes. How is that? Okay. Yes.
2: It's like in an EMR, you cannot, I cannot log in with different doctor's credentials. I'm, my credentials are attached to that, but my staff can log in at, for free, right? So we have, for example, at my office, we have four doctors and about 15 staff and they all have capability to log on to the platform and we don't charge for that so they can triage the patients what percentage of your practice is telemedicine uh up until a a week ago it was maybe 10 percent. now it's 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent.
0: yeah 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 that's uh that's true isn't it so and then i you know in i'm sure you know uh, about your competitors um you know how you know what what sets you apart
2: um, I think that uh, what's unique about us is that um, we designed it with the doctor in charge of the platform. So um, it's a bunch of eye doctors, uh, ODs and ophthalmologists and engineers. So we looked at it from the perspective of, of the doctor and we insisted that we everything is properly checked and that we have third party look at it. And we went for the validation of the visual acuity, we went to SCO make sure that it's validated and registered with the FDA. So yes, there are a lot of outlets out there, but it's a little jungle and they're not always registered or vetted by the FDA or vetted by universities, uh, scholars of optometry that make sure that they are non-biased and they kind of do validation studies. And we made sure that we have all the validation studies.
0: Love and that. so from the patient's perspective, so we have to have access to a computer and the internet. From the patient's perspective, they need to have access to
2: a phone that can download the app. That's it. A smartphone, a and smart the, patient, the patient's smartphone is my microscope, if you will. Okay. That's awesome.
1: What are That's some of sense. the most common errors or questions some new users have? Like, the, what's one of the most common troubleshooting you have to do, or some of the most common?
2: Uh, for doctors. Sure. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story. Yeah. One of our doctors said to us that he cannot have a video conversation, and we check his computer; he did not have a camera embedded in his in his monitor. <laughs> yeah. So some yeah. of us, especially my generation, the older doctors, we are not very tech savvy, and uh, you know we have to handle the our colleagues and make sure that they understand how the to. Your already.
0: gateway doesn't have a. Right.
2: Otherwise, otherwise, it's uh, pretty straightforward. Um, for patients, again, I think we, we have to make sure that they are in a good Wi-Fi zone because if you don't have good Wi-Fi connection, that's going to result in less than the best possible transmission. And sometimes we have to coach them how to take a photo of the front of the eye. Wow. That's sometimes a little tricky as well because it's important for us to get good photos um, of the eye. Uh, the way I overcome that is when I would call the patient and have a video chat, I basically have them put in telephone in front of the right eye, in front of the left eye, lower the lawyer eyelid, and I can coach them as I talk to them, and they can focus the, the, the structure I want to look at a little better. So th- these are the issues. Um, other than that, I think it's pretty
1: straightforward. Awesome. Well, so from start to finish, Jimmy wants to get this signed up. How how long does he have to wait? Like, how long can that happen?
2: Uh, <clears throat> during the the last few days, I think we have a lot of practitioners that are interested. So it may take five to six days before we can accomplish that because we want to, we do the onboarding almost on a one-to-one basis. Totally. We want to make sure that we do it right. And um, we we don't have enough people, honestly, at this time to do that. We need to make sure that our trainers are well trained before we let them do what they need to do. So it's about a week maybe out.
1: Totally. What about, so, so the one car. more question, sorry. What about doctors who aren't practice owners, right? So, is there a limitation on being able to practice telemedicine if you don't own your own practice? Or do you just need an MPI?
2: All you need is an MPI and a computer. And as long as you, are, you have an MPI and you're licensed to practice in your state, you're good to go. Awesome.
0: Now, that, that might – and I'm just wondering if you know, does is there any um, – is there are there any regulations that you know of that require to practice that you practice that you have a physical location that you have insurance through?
2: Do you um, know if that's true. I, so we we I thought there was want, something like that. Yes. So you don't have to be the a practice owner. You can be a, an employee doctor, and then you're good to go because you are associated with an office a physical office so that's what i meant in case i was not clear yeah so so you
0: you do need a physical office
2: we prefer that because again we don't think the telemedicine can address all issues oftentimes it's it's for triage and if a patient calls me um, on a telemedicine encounter and i worry about uh, scleritis i'm not going to diagnose it uh, or uveitis i'm going to tell them you know telemedicine is not appropriate so i'm going to use the telemedicine as a triage mechanism to get the patient in my door And we had several patients the last few days that contact us with flashing lights and floaters and we say, you know, we'll see you at the office today at three o'clock in the afternoon. So it's a good vehicle to triage the the patients and then refer them to yourself. And then you see them at the office. Yeah, cool.
0: Listen, I am so excited. I think our listeners are too. Uh, my wheels are spinning. I know Roya's are as well. Um, I want to try and get back together with you, uh, Doctor, and review. You know how this all went. Um, I already put my request in, and um, you know on your on iCare Live website, and put all the information in. Um, and uh, you know would would uh, love any any help you could provide in getting me rolling with that, and uh, we will follow up on on our Facebook page Uh, you know we'll do some videos on it and uh, we'll get we'll get the word out about this very uh, cool uh, platform that you have
2: I'm delighted uh, to welcome you to the IK Live community
0: there you go perfect awesome well uh, Roy do you have any other questions
1: thank you so much for joining us I know right now you are clearly very busy with everything and onboarding all these new docs so I appreciate you taking your time to educate the masses and Um, We look forward to talking to you again soon.
2: Thank you very much. Have a good day.
1: That's it for now. Before we go, reach out to us for feedback, questions, stories, things you want us to talk about, either on our Instagram or Facebook or even call or text us. 920-350-8622. We never depart without saying thanks to Valley Contacts for their support, both for their amazing lenses they make and the great people they are to work with. And be sure and tune in to listen to our next episode and special segment for Adapting to COVID 2020. But until then, try not to blink.